Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you were, you know, you were just telling me about a shake that you had and mm-hmm. I that sounds really good. I didn't tell you, but I gave up sugar for January. Whoa. Yeah. And it's That's a great thing to give up. Pre Lent. <laughs> I know. Everybody do you was do like Lent? I do. Okay. Yeah. Everybody was like, Why don't you just wait till Lent? I was like, No, I like I feel yeah. like I need to do this right you now. Can do whatever just like, you know start things whenever start you want. Start things whenever you want. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing with um, you know, Valentine's Day or or really any holiday. You could celebrate whenever you want to celebrate. Sure. Whatever do works your own for you. Thing. But yeah, so um I like I didn't give up sugar a hundred percent. Like if I'm craving something sweet, I'll eat like an apple, but I'm not going to go for an Oreo. Got it. And yeah. I haven't had a London fog. I haven't had a blueberry scone. I, what are you even know, eating? Yeah. I'm not eating anything at all. <laughs> air. <laughs> I'm eating air. No soft drinking drinks. Drinking tea <laughs> and air. I actually have been drinking a ton of tea because like when I'm craving something sweet, I'll just make myself tea usually. Do you feel, does like your body feel better? Did you have sugar withdrawals? I never had any withdrawals. Um, I do get hypoglycemia, so that was a concern for me, but that hasn't been an issue. Um, Because, you know, like if if my blood sugar gets low, I would like drink some orange juice or something. Right. Um, But it's been... I'm doing it with Addie Yoder, and mm-hmm. so she and I will, like, text each other every day or every couple of days and be like, how are you doing? You hanging in there? So it's nice. It's been nice to have an accountability partner. Definitely. Um, and it really hasn't been as hard as I thought it would be. It really never is. I think you build, we build things up in our minds to tell ourselves this is going to be so hard, but you really have to tell yourself, like, choose your hard. Like, you know that saying, like, choose your hard. Like, yeah. In anything, because everything can be difficult or can cause a issue if you really think about it so what do you want to do that maybe would benefit you long term right that's hard that I just really thought it was going to consume me because I I'll like eat dinner and then go grab a couple Oreos or Mm -hmm. I'll you know like I like to have a little something sweet after a meal right I really thought it was going to be difficult for me but Pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. It hasn't been that difficult. I've lost a few pounds and I'm I'm rocking it. Like let's that's awesome. Let's go January. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe February will be no sugar for me. Oh. I could do it. I thought you were about to say that I was gonna have to do no sugar in February no. again and I was no, gonna go. You like, do no. you when it works for you. The thing that mm. has been hard uh-huh. is it's king cake season. Yes. <laughs> and like I can't stop thinking about king cake. Yes. I, yeah. But other than that, for those who are not from Louisiana <laughs> or to do not get king cake shipped to them during king cake season, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. It's like January 1st, king cake season begins and it goes through Mardi Gras. And um, we t- like I typically during king cake season, I'll go pick up a king cake and like eat on it for a week. Yeah. When I work with Jamie... <laughs> I'm pretty sure one year you got king cakes from every place around town. <laughs> I do like to sample them. And we tried all of them. Yeah. Or like all the good ones. 
Yeah. Okay, let's stop talking about kinky because now that's all let's I want. Let's talk about good books. Whew. Okay, let's do it. Um, who's going first? I can go first if you'd like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Or do you want to go first so you can get your mind off of king cakes? Let's do that, yeah. Go I'll, for it. I'll start telling you about yes, yes. a book. Um, a book that I was very pleasantly surprised by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's called Very Sincerely Yours by Carrie Winfrey. Okay, I have not heard of this. She also wrote Waiting for Tom Hanks. And I love that title. I love Tom Hanks. So I was like, this book is going to be so cute. Why are you making that face? I'll tell you later. Okay. It ties in. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, I did not like, or I did not love Waiting for Tom Hanks. It's set in the world of film, like on a film set. And I just struggled hard through that book. So I don't know what made me pick up Very Sincerely Yours when I didn't love another book I had read by this author. But I did. And it was so wonderful. It's obviously rom-com. Um, that's mostly what I've been reading lately. That's mostly what I have the headspace for. But basically, um, at the very beginning of the book, Teddy, which I have a dog named Teddy, so it's kind of funny to to listen to that. But this is a female Teddy. Okay. She um, is like at like has just made this dinner for her boyfriend and this is literally the very beginning of the book. I'm not giving anything away. And she's like, I know he's about to propose to me. Like I know this is about to happen and he is breaking up with her. So legally blonde. Yeah. So, um, that happens right at the beginning and then she's like, okay, my life is spiraling. I don't know who I am or what I am without this man, even though he was actually kind of awful in hindsight And she decides out of the blue to email this guy named Everett, who is like a modern day Mr. Rogers, like from Mr. Rogers neighborhood. He has his own little show with puppets for kids. And you're probably also thinking this sounds creepy because that's (laughs) where your mind goes. But anyway, he has this children's show and, um, Kids can like email him in and say like, here's a problem I'm having at home. What, you know, what advice do you have? And she was like, I'm enjoying this show. It's keeping me sane. So she decides to email Everett and tell him her problem. And they start emailing back and forth. That's a cute premise. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we get to see it from her perspective and from his perspective. We get to read the emails. And then, you know, at some point he's like, I really like emailing with you. Like, should we meet up? Um, And I won't tell you what happens, obviously. But it was just a really cute book. It was really sweet. And I was bouncing back and forth among like four different books. And this one became available from Libby. And I was like, let me just try it. And I listened to this one the whole way through. So it was, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like one I need to add to my list. Yeah. That's awesome. It was really sweet. Yeah, it, it just makes like it. me smile thinking about it. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. What's your book? So my book is a little different than what I typically read because I'm usually like rom-com right. heavy. Um, it's The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. Uh-huh. You've read this. I have. Do you like it? I do. Okay. Well, why it ties into what you said before is that <laughs> Tom Hanks narrates it. That is hilarious. Isn't that bizarre? But really, when you stopped and you said the title of the other one, <laughs> what is it? Looking for Tom Hanks? Waiting for Tom Waiting Hanks. Waiting for Tom Hanks. And I was just like, 
<laughs> I was like, why are you making that face? It's because Tom Hanks ties. Tom Hanks is everywhere. Isn't that strange, though? I love how that worked out. Yes. Um, but Tom <laughs> Hanks is the narrator. He, of course, is fantastic. He does such a good job. He does such a... Why doesn't he narrate every book? <laughs> I don't know. Him along with... Julia Whalen. Him along with Julia Whalen. Did I put Splenda in my tea yet? Brain mush. Can't <laughs> no remember. Idea. Don't know. I'm going to take a sip and I'll <laughs> let you know if I have or not. Anyway, tell me about The Dutch yes. House. Yes. Okay. So The Dutch House is um, a story about... Did you put Did you put it in there? I can't tell, but it tastes good. So I'm, I think I did. You must have. Okay. Otherwise, it would taste like hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the Dutch house. The Dutch house. I guess the best way to describe it in a very quick way is rags to riches to rags to riches. <laughs> I love that explanation. <laughs> um, so if you, nothing else that you get from this, that's what it is. So if you like those types of stories, <laughs> then this is your story. If you like this type of story that Marissa just made up, then you should go um, for it. So I've seen it described on multiple websites as a dark fairy tale of sorts. Yeah. Which I can see, and I liked the way that that sounded. Um, I thought that the characters, so basically the main characters are Danny and Maeve, their brother and sister, and um, their father was kind of, I don't want to say he was necessarily absentee, but he definitely favored Danny because he was the male and not as much Maeve or was, as interested in Maeve growing up. So he came from um, poor beginnings and he bought this house after making it big in the real estate industry. Um, they're in Pennsylvania, I believe. Sounds right. Um, and it's what, like the 1980s or 70s? Oh or? no, it's before that. Bef- I think it's like... 50s? I'll just keep going back. Yeah, it's... <laughs> um, I think whenever he starts getting into real estate, it's right after World War II. Okay. I believe. I think that's right. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, so he's married. He buys this house for his wife and thinking that, you know, now she's... This is going to be the answer to all their prayers. They're starting... He's starting to come into money. And really the house is the downfall of their whole family, pretty much. Um, this isn't giving anything away, but... The mother abandons the family, and he remarries a younger woman who has two children, um, and she's kind of the quintessential evil stepmother. <laughs> right. Um, and that's where I think the fairy tale kind of comes in. So the father ends up passing away suddenly from a heart attack, and the stepmother is now in control of all the finances and all the businesses and the house. And she decides that they're no longer welcome in her home, which is really the Ouch. Yes. And so it's really them um, against the world because they only have each other. And it's it's humorous without being laugh out loud funny. It's um, sad that, you know their realities that their lives basically change so quickly and they're so young and they're having to basically fend for themselves um when that wasn't at all how they grew up and then things really kind of go somewhat full circle so I'm not going to explain that but um yeah it's just a really interesting story and you get their point of view 
of Danny. So Danny is the narrator, obviously narrated by Tom Hanks, but he kind of gives the insight of what he thinks each character is thinking throughout the book. Right, right. You know, so, um, and he's a little self-absorbed and his sister has been his mother and so no one takes care of her, but he really has been somewhat babied um, his whole life and it's, they're both angry, but then they also find the humor and how messed up the situation is, which is just very realistic to me. Yeah. I didn't think that the character of the mother, once they describe her character, really made a lot of sense. I thought she seemed a little... The mother or the stepmother? The mother. Okay. Basically, they make her out to be a Mother Teresa type figure. Like, she loves the poor and she couldn't stay in the house and, you know, this extravagance. But she leaves her family and her children... That, to me, didn't quite make... But that was probably just the... That was his perspective. It was. You know, like, he had made her up to be that in his That's mind, true. I think. That's true. Um, it's been a while since I've read this book, mm-hmm. but I definitely remember enjoying it, and I remember enjoying Tom Hanks's narration. Yeah, he's so good. Um, but when we went to Nashville for our girls' book trip, um, we went to Parnassus, which is Ann Patchett's bookstore. Right. Okay. So I kept, I went back and looked through all of everything that we talked about and I said, Ann Patchett, Ann Patchett. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> Why did we but, talk about Ann Patchett? That we hadn't discussed a book about her, like recommended a book. And I said, I know that I've heard this and I've never read anything by her. That's what it was. That's why. Yep. Because okay. we went to her bookstore and, um, she, yeah, she has like Dutch house postcards and like okay. Dutch house this and Dutch house that. And, and I had seen that cover. Yes. It's a very like, distinctive recognizable cover so basically the cover is Maeve the oldest sister it's a painting that her dad commissioned of her that hung in that hung in the house and just to kind of give a little background so when he bought this house um it was owned by a wealthy family and the family died off and they basically left all their belongings in the house and all these beautiful paintings and the house just started to deteriorate and then when they moved in they moved into these people's home with all their stuff yeah and just lived in it and made it their own and I think that the house is really like a character it's a character in itself in the book 100 percent yeah but um you the way that she explained it you could feel like 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 it was a living yeah yeah no I agree she does such a good job I I don't I think I've only other ever read like one other thing by her but yeah she's great I really, really liked it. And it, it spans five decades of these two characters' lives. And, um, yeah, the dry humor is really... And I'm sure, I don't, I can't remember specifically, but I'm sure that Tom Hanks really plays into that dry humor. He and really, it to really, life. really does. Yeah. So if you're going to put this book on your list, I highly suggest you listen to the audiobook. Yeah. Rather than just read it. And I read that throughout reviews where people said they were trying to get into it. And then once they realized that Tom Hanks was the narrator of the audiobook, they stopped and switched the audiobook and it made all the difference. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, we're talking about Tom Hanks here. Yeah. <laughs> the master of everything. Um, well, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed that. And I liked that it. it was a little bit out of your wheelhouse. Yes. Um, so the tea that we're drinking today is, um, Jamie gave it to me for Christmas 
It is Downton Abbey tea. <laughs> it's the Downton Estate Blend by the Republic of Tea. And really, it's just Earl Grey tea with vanilla, but it's actually quite delicious. It's really good. It really tastes like a Starbucks. Like if you added milk to that, it would taste, I mean, it'd be like a London Fog. Am I allowed to drink this because it tastes sweet? <laughs> like, yeah. does this have sugar in it? Um, Don't look. No, I'm looking. I am looking at it right now. Actually, it says enjoy this robust tea with or without milk and sugar. Like, it's really sweet on its own. It is. It's very good. But like, you know, like Jamie said, it's not anything outside the box. But <laughs> no, it is but very I good. think that whenever I am craving something sweet this month, I'm going to turn to this tea because it's it's. It's really nice. <laughs> it's really smooth. Um, I am a huge Downton Abbey fan. I have watched every season and the movie, and I can't wait for the second movie. And Marissa is making her eyes really big because she's not as big of a fan as I am. And I'm she not. hasn't seen it all. I'm not, and I have not, but I love that you love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll go ahead and spill the book on, spill the book on a tea. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to you- spill the tea on a book do it today so there's now this whole new genre of books that's like i don't even know what to call it it's like fictional true crime podcast books okay so it's like fiction written as if it is reality and it's like written like a true crime podcast is that similar to only murders in the building show like something like that um, well, no, because okay. that like, that's a show about them making a podcast right. about like making a true crime podcast. But this is like, as if they took a true crime podcast, made a transcript of it. And that is the book. Okay. I understand. Got it. So that's like this whole like new genre that's coming out that, you know, I love true crime. It seems like this would be your a genre for me right up your alley but I keep trying these books and they just don't work for me and I don't know why I keep trying them but the latest one I tried was true crime story by Joseph Knox and I tried so hard to like it I I got a free um advanced listening copy through Libro FM so thank you Libro for that uh but the author wrote himself into the book it was so complicated. I don't even know if I can explain this to you. So the, the author, Joseph Knox, narrated the book as Joseph Knox. And he was emailing with this friend of his who was writing a book about a murder, the murder of Zoe, whatever her last name was. And so he was like emailing back and forth with her. But then he would also read like chapters that she would send him. Okay. And so we would read the chapters that she would send him. Right. But since I was listening to it as an audio book, it was like this full cast thing. And it was like just people talking, like as if they had been interviewed. And that makes sense for a podcast, but it doesn't make sense for if she's writing a true crime book. Because what did she do? Just take little snippets of these interviews and cut and paste them together. And that was her book. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Mm. And I don't know. I finished it. Because I kept wanting to like it, but I, there were so many characters, so many red herrings. It was just so complicated. I loved the idea of it. Right. Especially because he wrote himself into it. I was like, that's clever. That's different. You know, so I was really excited by that, but it just didn't work for me. Didn't work. Yeah. And that's okay. 
that is okay. Because I, I went and, you know, whenever I don't like a book, I like to go look at Goodreads and look at those five-star reviews and see, like, what is it about this book that didn't work for me that did work for other people? And I always find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. And there were people who were like, this was so cleverly done and it was amazing and whatever. And that's great. I'm really glad that it found its audience and it has, like, over four stars on Goodreads. It just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I did do it, but I wish I hadn't. <laughs> So So do we want to talk about what's been keeping us sane? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I will tell you, you're going to laugh at me and that's fine. I have been binging a reality competition television show called Ink Master. (laughs) Really? It's it's about tattoo artists. Yeah. I don't know why I love um, like... I have no tattoos on my body. I don't plan to ever get one, but I love looking at them. I love watching people getting tattooed. And this show is like a competition of they're trying to compete and make the best tattoos and be crowned ink master. And I'm just addicted to it. And I finished season seven last night and there's like (laughs) season seven, there's like nine or 10 seasons. And yeah, I know it's ridiculous, but I'm I'm just so addicted. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm in the same um, vein as you of TV show keeping me sane. So um, since we've had the baby, um, I need mindless. Yeah. Mindless That's what Ink TV Master is Because I, I can't focus on anything. Um, so we've just been watching reruns of The Office. That's a good one. And it's it's always brings a smile to my face. Um, the Office is a show that... I would see like an episode or a piece of an episode here or there and I would just look at it and be like, this is not funny. Like, I don't understand. This show is so stupid. And then during the pandemic, um, my friend Janine convinced me to watch The Office. From the beginning. From the beginning. And I did. And I was like, this show's amazing. Yeah. But it was like throughout the years, just seeing little snippets of it. I was like, this is so stupid. I can't understand why anybody likes this. And this is the U.S. version that I'm talking about. Right. I watched the U.S. version as well. Uh, We tried to watch the U.K. version before Lucia was born like sometime last year. Um, Michael liked it. I only got through maybe three episodes and it just didn't. I think because I'd already seen the U.S. version, and I was already invested in the characters. Like Steve Carell was Ricky, was um, Michael Scott in your mind. Yeah. And you couldn't take I Ricky couldn't Gervais. Do it. As, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if I watched it the other way, if it would be different. But, you know, British humor is a little, is obviously different too, which I like. But, um, man, I just, I love the U.S. It's, it honestly always brings a smile to my face. And then I like to go watch bloopers. Oh, yeah. And they're, so funny like John Krasinski breaking character and losing it is the funniest I honestly it just makes me happy <laughs> okay I need to go look up bloopers now because I didn't really think funny. to do that but bloopers are so good bloopers are like my favorite thing ever I know. <laughs> I know it really you could be crying and then watch bloopers of like a fantastic show or anything and you can't I mean, you just can't. I absolutely laugh. love watching friends bloopers yes they're just so hilarious yeah. so well, I recommend <laughs> the, office, the bloopers. office bloopers. Okay, I can't wait to go do yeah. that. Well, um, thanks for talking to me. I'm going to go watch the office bloopers <laughs> and finish this delightful Downton Abbey tea. You're like, I don't know what to do with that. No, I liked it. It was, it was good. It was a good ending. <laughs> it was a good ending. <laughs>
Okay, whatever. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers.